This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hey, Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Welcome back to Swanscast, everyone. So, as I said this week, massive week for Swansea, so we're going to try and keep the hype train going ahead of the playoffs. So obviously we qualified last year, we're going into it for a second year in a row. Perhaps this year kind of expected to be here a little bit more. Um, so joining me today is Lee, so welcome back Lee, of course, and we've also oh. got two of our regular guests, Amy <laughs> and Jordan. So both of you on together for the first time. Oh, nice. Excited. <laughs> yes, indeed. So... I did do a uh, video with Benjamin Bloom, if anyone has seen that, uh, yesterday as of recording. So that's already out. That was part one of the like playoff hype, if you like, uh, from a neutral perspective. But this one is probably going to be a little bit more biased because we are all Swansea <laughs> fans. So we're going to be talking about the playoffs from you know our team's perspective in this video. So that's what you've got yourselves in for if you are watching along with us. And cheers if you are. Don't forget to subscribe for... All of our content. We've got a big summer of uh, sport, I guess, because they've got the Euros. We'll definitely cover that. But before we get there, let's talk about the playoffs. So before we get into this year, guys, I want to ask you, especially you two as the guests, so we'll start with Amy first. So once you've had a few playoffs in recent memories, so obviously we had the one last year. Didn't necessarily go our way. We had the playoffs where we got into the Premier League. And also, if we go back further, there's a playoffs that we lost to Barnsley in as well, which maybe we don't want to remember going into this weekend in League One, that was. But what I want to ask you is, what is your favourite playoff memory? Mm, 
mean, if it, if it's allowed to be counted, I think actually just making the playoffs last year because that final day was just absolute chaos. Yeah. And I, I just remember sitting there thinking, this is never going to happen, you know. Oh, imagine if it did. And there was always that little, like, imagine if it happened, imagine if it happened, and it did. And I think just because we weren't really meant to be there, it was just, it was so good, so exciting. <laughs> Didn't work out, but that's fine, you know. How many Guinness did you sink on that night, Jordan? Do you know what? I, I wasn't a Guinness drinker at that point. Um, <laughs> it's only something I've like recently developed, but it, I did sink a few. Yeah. I, sink a few. <laughs> I think it was like <laughs> half, half time and it was like nothing. I was like, oh, this is done. It's game over. And that second yeah. half just exploded into like, oh, well, it was pandemonium. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You can include that as your memory. It was, uh, you know, <laughs> it's what got us there and it was the most probably exciting part of uh, the season really because that day was just crazy and Stoke being the club that have followed us closely since we've been in the Prem and kind of we had a bit of a bogey team with them didn't, didn't we but um, they actually did us a favour there so I think they did us a favour this year actually by getting it was because of them we ended up with Barnsley isn't it rather than Bournemouth so yeah. two years in a row same question to you then Jordan if I if I had to pick my favourite, <clears throat> probably be Prattley halfway line, only because um, it was two one on aggregate at the time, and how quick it just transformed from right this could be going to extra time to go into Wembley in the space of like what thirty seconds and in the manner of how it happened, I and I, I'll be honest I've, I've been to the Liberty. A number of times, and I, I've been to so many away days, like Europa League away days. When we when we beat Palace five four, I don't think I've ever seen like an atmosphere like that in just such a quick transition. So, for me, I think Prattley's halfway line goal will be something that will always be like in at least like top three moments as a Swansea yeah. fan. So and, that uh, and the celebration, Brendan Rogers, Brendan Rogers turned a paste on the wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really quicker than Dyer last season. Yeah. Like, it was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, like I, I that one, I know. I know a lot of people will turn around and say, oh, you know, that season where we won 4-2 at Wembley. But that, for me, Prattley, that's a moment I will never forget. Like, that, that's just something I was so glad I, I was part of. It was it was just something different. Yeah, that's great. Great memory there. Um, I'll do my next, and then, Lee, you can, you can tell us yours and then go into the next topic. But for me, I probably hadn't been to too many Swans games myself before. I know... I shouldn't be admitting this really, but um, <laughs> my uh, my granddad took me to Wembley, so it was a it was a good experience. It was a Amazing. I wouldn't say I was a new Swans fan. I followed them, but it wasn't like you know I wasn't going to many of the games because um, well didn't really have many people to go with. My granddad's season ticket, and uh, if I could get in with him, I would. But that was only really when I went. So going to Wembley and that experience, like just a day out really. But I think if I got to pick a moment from the match. Um, I mean, Scott Sinclair scored a hat trick, but maybe Gary Monk, like he made like a block. A block was basically yeah. like like what the ninety million pound block essentially, wasn't it? <laughs> so, uh, and then and then we go up and score the the goal that essentially puts the icing on the cake. But from what was it three nil up to three two? Kind of a bit <sighs> like what you were just saying, Jordan, where it was like the ecstasy of like, oh, this is comfortable to yeah. oh no. We're kind of on the back foot, and they hit the post as well, didn't they? At that point, yeah. So uh, just the the emotional roller coaster of the entire day, like 
I think it's, mm. I think it, maybe I'm being biased, but I think if you put it on, you know, the TV, it's got to be like a classic playoff final. I know they will show the one against uh, is it Leicester and Watford where there's the missed penalty and they go up the other end and score. Yeah, <laughs> I would say okay, fair enough. That could be maybe a one above it, but this this has got to be number two surely. Oh, it has to be like without that without that Gary Monk block, it's a completely different game altogether. And I, yeah. I probably if it'd be three, I, I would have backed Red and go up. So yeah, yeah it, it is essentially like a ninety million pound block at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah. very very important. So Lee, go on, share your one with us. Yeah, well, I would say obviously Wembley, but I can't say I actually enjoyed the day. It was just a hell of a day watching <laughs> the game. Like looking back, it was just a wreck from as I said before, more for watching the games. So being there is just a hell of a state. So mine's a bit of a strange one. It's um, the Forest away leg. I went to that game. I don't know why. It was just the best nil-nil away day ever. Because I think <laughs> Neil Taylor got sent off really early, didn't he? Yeah. And, uh, within like three I just minutes. Thought, yeah, I just thought, oh, that the season's ruined now. We've played so well all season. And we've got a man sent off and we're going to lose it. And played so well. And it was just after that game, I just thought, we're going up. Just after that nil-nil draw, I just thought we're going up with ten men. So that was that's my one. I just and also just to throw it in there when we beat Brentford in League One over two legs. Oh. Get that in there. Um, was, that? was that when Barnsley knocked us out in the final? Yeah, we lost in the final, but we did beat Brentford over two legs. Well, that's three of the same teams in the playoffs, just a higher league. Yeah, so crazy that is. Um, but it's, it, it's got to be overturned then, hasn't it? Like when you think about it, it's got to be overturned. Could be. <laughs> yeah, let's let's say it is. Yeah, Lee, I, well, I I can't wait. I can't wait for like the Brentford and Barnsley fans to watch this, and then I get turned into like a meme at the end of the season. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't wait for it. You're gonna get <laughs> clipped out. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right in saying Lee, that uh, in that game you you actually didn't make kick off and you missed the sending off? Oh, that was a different one. I can't remember where that was. Ah, I thought it was that one, but fair enough. There's... I think it might have been Forest, but not not that playoff leg. Fair enough. Okay, do you want to move us on? Yeah, I was going to say as well, actually, just to throw it in again. My uh, my favourite Swans goal of all time was in the final, the Derby one. When uh, just uh, that's my favourite goal ever. <laughs> Which might be another debate, but I just it's the it's the replay when he hits it, and it hasn't yeah. hit the back of the net, and he's already running off. Love that one. Stephen Derby's the um, Yeah, I just to push us on, and I was going to say. How do we how do we actually think the playoffs is going to go as a whole? What are we thinking between both ties and who's going to get to the final and who's going to win it objectively? I don't know who wants to uh, take the bullet on that one first. No. Go on, George. Me? Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Um, again, it's it's like I said the other night. It's one of those things where playing Barnsley, we've already beat them twice this season. Um, if we were playing them on a one-off. I'd fancy it, but over two legs it's going to be very difficult. And like I said the other the other day, they're going to be looking at Ayu, we're going to be looking at Dyke. And I think anyone who managed to keep them too quiet has always got a chance. Do I fancy us really to get to the final? Yes. But do I fancy us against either Brentford or Bournemouth? I don't know. So I reckon we could go one step further, like, you know, get into the actual final. But... Again, it's it's one of those where that we can actually go that one step further and get into to the Premier League as well. Like it's it's one of those things. I look at I look at those four teams. You'd probably consider Barnsley the weakest. Mm. 
Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't really put it past Barnsley going up either. You know they're playing that well at the moment. I think any any of those four teams could go up. I I fancy just to get to Wembley, but what happens from there, I I really do not know. I yeah, don't know. I think you're right. Like on paper, you'd say they are like the one team that you would pick out of the bunch if you wanted to play yeah, them over definitely. two legs. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to discredit them because they've done fantastic to get where they are, and they did only finish two points behind us in the league. So. You know, over yeah. a forty-six game sample, the two points worse off essentially. Uh, they scored two more goals than us, so yeah, definitely a tricky game. And I guess for them, they probably weren't expecting to be in this position, so it's kind of like just a free hit, if you like. Obviously, they want to win yeah. it, but <laughs> no pressure. Their fans are probably loving the fact that they they're there, whereas our fans maybe have a little bit more expectation. To go a little bit further than the last year, so maybe bear that in mind. Go on, and Amy. What have you got to say? Yeah, I'd probably agree with Jordan. I think um, I think I've said this before, but to me, Bournemouth are the strongest team, really, like as a whole. Brentford are probably the ones that we have the most sort of like kind of rivalry rivalry with in that sense, in that. Like we we're not keen we're not keen on them we don't really want to have to lose to them you know but again you know they're a team where if you can keep Ivan Tony quiet like maybe you got a chance and then you've got Barnsley like I say they're a bit of a wild card but it doesn't mean that they don't have the capability to do it I think on on our day I think if we I think we're we should be comfortable getting to the um, the final but like I said we've won we beat them twice we have to beat them well. Once more, twice, four times out of four to beat a team is is quite an ask. Yeah. So I am a bit nervous in that respect, but um, I think we I think we can do it. Let's get a draw on a one nil, yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, yeah. That's all we need. Fine, as, as long as we as long as we go through, right? I don't mind. Yeah, Job so. done. Go on, Lee. What are you saying? Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting excited now. I don't know if it's just because we haven't been going to the games and stuff, but that didn't really hit me that we were actually in the playoffs until we started doing the videos and stuff. So now I'm starting to feel the the buzz a bit more. Yeah, start, starting to hit home now. Yeah. Glad it's a bit further away so we can just have a few days of peace before before getting there. But I don't know. I think, like you said about the fans, I think the expectation is because we've got Barnsley, we would be gutted if we didn't win over two legs. And that's the pressure that comes on um, with that now. But I've I've got a feeling that we'll beat Barnsley over two legs. But mm. I think if Bournemouth get to the final, I'd fancy them to beat us. But I do fa- I do fancy us against Brentford in a one-off. That's game. a big, big call. Famous that is. last word. You, you said yeah. it now, guys. Let's get this clipped up. Yeah. I said it. I said it back in March that it was going to be a Swans Brentford playoff final. Oh man. Um, I wish oh. I'm glad I'm not you. Did we draw with them twice? Yeah, but, yeah. I think we should have won the first game in fairness, but they battered us in the second game. <laughs> yeah, we're in the heads. We're in the heads. Oh, well, to be fair, we just need way, the way I look at it, like, if we play five at the back in the playoffs, I don't fancy it. But if we play four yeah. in the back, I fancy yeah. it. Yeah. It's interesting you, know you mentioned that because Ben Bloom was asking me yesterday about the tactical side of what I think Cooper's going to go with. So, I said I think you'll stick with four because he's that's the formation we played the last what nine games maybe in in the league. He didn't change it back for Watford, even though we brought the first team essentially back out. Um mm. But yeah, he I don't know, from a neutral perspective, he seemed to be like not so sure. Um not because we played bad or anything, but just that element of surprise maybe, like 
because apparently mm. Barnsley are quite tactically, uh, the band, the manager is quite tactically like um, yeah. focused. Yeah. And he'll change things. Well, not change things up, but they'll play the same way against you no matter what. Um, they have this pressing style or whatever. So maybe matching that with the five other backs, what he was saying, and like making sure you don't get pressed off the ball. But then there's space in behind mm-hmm. when you do manage to like counter their press. Um, so going away as well. At first, you don't want to lose that game. So I, I kind of no. get it. But I guess we, mm. we, we sort of went into the conversation that it's not really too much that needs to happen to tweak between the two formations because it's basically Norton and Roberts, isn't it? If one of them is on the bench, you just bring them on to fit into that formation yeah. instead of one of the attackers. Or if Roberts starts on the wing, you don't even have to change uh, necessarily uh, make a sub to change into it. So uh, it's, it is interesting. I would be surprised if he does go back to five of the back, though. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Any any uh, thoughts on the team while we are talking about the Swans game? If it's a back four, I would love for it to be because I know this is like these are the contentious bits, but I'd love it to be Bidwell and Norton on the right and the left just to start with. I think like Connor Roberts. Is obviously unreal, but you'd think for the first playoff game, maybe you have to think a bit more defensively. Mind, I don't know. I don't know t- football tactics that well, but you think if if you go, if we were to go one nil down, maybe you say that's when you bring Roberts on. I don't know because he's a bit more attacking minded. I don't know. There's obviously in play things you can do, but I think Norton is so good. His experience will will bode well. I think and bid for me, bid well over Manning just by by a smudge. Yeah. Um, where does Dyke play? Does he play on the wing normally? The striker. He plays up top, does he? One sure if it's in... Woodrow who plays up top or. I, I, well, from what I've seen, it's like Dyke and Woodrow. So yeah. it's a bit like our old system, isn't it? Like the five yeah. Two, I mean, two, I, yeah. I I I totally agree with with Amy. I think Norton, like ideally, his experience is obviously far more better than Connor. If you're going to a if you're going to play a game in an attacking mindset, you play. Roberts or Manning, but if you want it to be a bit more defensive, a little bit more tighter at the back, you play Norton and Bidwell. Yeah. Um, but if Barnsley go with Dyke and Woodrow, that's when you bring your big boys in, like your Bayonets and your Gurhees, and you go four at the back. You, yeah. I, I, I think you have to. I yeah. think I think it will be those four. They will be Bidwell, Gehi, um, yeah. Bennett and Norton to start the game. Mm. I think Roberts will be on the bench. At least yeah, for this so. game, like what you said, Amy. Obviously, like, uh, there's, there's a massive debate about the whole Norton and Roberts thing. It's nothing against Roberts because exactly how Amy worded it. Like, he's, he's a quality player. There's no taking away th- from that. But if you're nil-nil at the hour mark, Connor's like a perfect player to bring on. He's got he's got yeah. so much energy. Like, he, he just doesn't run out. Mm-hmm. He's perfect and he can yeah. ship him with a goal as well. So, it overall, it just makes perfect sense. You could call him an impact player, maybe, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, you can. That- and call him yeah, yeah. player. Like he, he's one. Of, he's one of very few players in our squad who we have as a starter. But also, if you wanted to bench him, you know he'll do something when he comes on as well. It was one game that he came off the bench and made an immediate impact when he got like the assist. Uh, can't remember. Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday away, Wednesday. wasn't it? Put that ball yeah. in. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a funny one with Robert, though, because he's like you could argue he's player of the season. But then since he's changed to the back four, it's hard for him to get into the team. The hinges on him. What formation we played, isn't it? He's yeah. just been marauding. Like I said the other day, 
I think uh, I think Paul Ariola deserves a you know. That's <laughs> me personally. Yeah. He's been Bro just Paul, running like, up and down. Up, he, he turned up, went training, tried Joe's ice cream once, and went back to DC. So you know. Happy not, days. Not, sort of bad trip, like you know, if you put it all together, it's not too bad. I wonder if he took a Joe's ice cream back with him for Morris. Roberts, like he's run up and down the wings so much, I think, all season. When he's playing a right back, not right wing back, he's just got to be a little bit more conservative, which not yeah. he's not necessarily going to do because it's not necessarily his game. And it's not criticizing him, but when you've got Barnes depressing you like mad, you don't want to get caught out. And Roberts is a little bit further up than you need him to be. You can see mm-hmm. when. I think- you know, sometimes yeah. the advantages like the goal against Derby, he was right back and he scored that goal. But sometimes, I think in this instance, you don't want to lose the first game. So that's why yeah. I'm going it, on. It's, it's a perfect example. Like, I, I don't know whether if, uh, obviously, when we played Brentford at home last year, not in the playoffs, just like in a standard league game, I was looking at Connor. At that time, we were playing on the back four. Like, me personally, as good as Connor is, he's not a back four player, he's a wing back. That's how I feel personally, anyway. I'm not saying he's a terrible defender, because he's not. But Ben Rama basically had him on toast every single mm-hmm. time. And yeah, I, I, I just think, like, in such an important game like this, again, nothing against Connor Roberts, he's a good player. But Norton's almost been there and done it on a consistent basis. He has a far more experience over Connor Roberts. Mm-hmm. I think it would be stupid not to start Norton you know I, I think can I just say as well I think Norton doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he actually is quite good attacking yeah. <laughs> like he, he, is, yeah. he he's often like up by the corner flag and people <laughs> are, are saying that Connor's a better attacking right back and it's like Norton does the job like Norton does the job 100% like yeah. and again that's something I agree with I think I, I still stand by I think like Norton's better defensively and Connor's better attacking you know and Obviously, you know, there's obviously there's there's been a number of uh, people that have uh, you know had their opinions on Swan's Twitter, as we all know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> gotta love it. You gotta love it. But again, like Amy said, he doesn't get enough credit. Like he's, I, I wouldn't say he's good, but he does his job. He does his I job. I agree well. with you because I think he's so neat on the ball, isn't he? That's yeah. what I find. Like you say about him on the ball, maybe he's not like yeah. bombing up and down, but. His passing is great. Like he's, even when he's in that like well, right uh, that right centre back position, Potter put him in centre midfield because of that, didn't he? Yeah, Remember yeah. a couple yeah. of games. Like, is, is he's a reason really? for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's where he should play, but if he's capable oh. of doing a job there, and we won that game. Well, he, was it the one that uh, Baker Richardson got sent off and no one scored, but he played in the centre mid for that game. So. I, I I always stuck up for him. You know when we got relegated in the Premier League. <laughs> That season, he was a massive scapegoat, I found. And I really didn't think he had a bad season. And when I went into depth and actually dug out his stats, he actually was pretty much our best defender, statistically. And then they just argue back then, and they like, stats don't mean everything, um, this, that, the other. And they're like, he's made more tackles than anyone in our team. He's made more interceptions than anyone in our team. And then you're telling me that he's always out of position, but he's made more interceptions than the rest of the team. So... I just I, think he's uh, yeah, he doesn't get the credit that he maybe should deserve sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel with a lot of people, stats only matter if it's a local boy or a culture. <laughs> if it fits their I agenda, want, yeah. want to be yeah. that guy, but if it's someone who's, I don't know, just <clears throat> joined from a random club, been there for a couple of years maybe, I feel he'll, he'll always be the scapegoat. 
Mm. Um, yeah. When really, I, I feel there's a lot of people who are afraid to admit, like, oh, the local boy has put us in trouble or, or a cult hero has put us in trouble. Like, if Ayu makes a mistake, let's say, for example, Ayu, he makes a mistake, end of, like, he's got to hold accountability for that. He's got to turn around and say, right, look, um, that's my error. But there's a, there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, hang on a minute, it's not Ayu, it's the person behind him or whatever. Yeah. They didn't give I him know. an option. There's always something stupid like that. It's never yeah. that he held on to the ball too long. Yeah. Uh, which he does all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does, That's to be fair. Okay. Um, I think we've spoken quite a bit about Swans. Uh, let's just touch on Barnsley a little bit so we're not fully all Swans. But you already mentioned Dyke. But other players maybe that we need to watch out for going into this game? What? Yeah. He's kind of like their, their general, isn't he, in the middle? There's a boy uh, there called, I can't, I can't remember his first name, but his last name, Styles. He's Alan got, Styles. Yeah, that's the one. He's got bags of energy. Yeah. <clears throat> when I say bags of energy, he, we're, we're talking like Conor Roberts energy. Yeah, so this is what Ben <laughs> was saying as well. Keep him all the, that's the measuring stick of energy. Yeah. 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 Conor Roberts. It, it could be 90th minute and that, that kid is still running. So this is what Ben was saying that Roberts will be up against him because he's the left, yeah. left-sided uh, wing back winger, and if he's pushing up too much, he's going to get punished. Hmm. So yeah, 100%. 100%. That, that's that's the point he was raising there as well with maybe the five versus four at the back, but you know that's mm-hmm. uh, that's up to Cooper to decide. But yeah, that's a <clears throat> bit of pace, probably not most gifted in speed within our team in certain areas. So it's definitely something to watch out for. Um, mm. You said Moat as well, Lee. I think like um, yeah, he's the one who pulls the strings for him, isn't he? In the in the centre, he's definitely the creation um, midfielder. Really, I don't really know too many of their other players. Though obviously, got Woodrow is always a threat as well up front. But from like, I don't mean to disrespect them. I just I'm not too familiar with a lot of their team, other than the ones we've already mentioned there. I haven't watched them much to be honest like I, I in the last like a couple of months I've watched a lot of like Watford and Brentford and Norwich just I didn't really keep an eye on them and I kind of wish I had a bit more now I, I think I think a lot of people are in the same boat aren't they Barnsley which just came out of nowhere it's, it's like that team where it's like well we don't really need to keep an eye on them and again and again that's not being disrespectful towards them in any way whatsoever but like they, they have basically come from nowhere no one's kept an eye on them and now all of a sudden they're in the playoffs <clears throat> Yeah, they're, they're where you want to be. You want to be the one that no one really is bothered about, and then all of a sudden you have to be bothered about the underdog. Like we, we always thrived being underdogs back in the day, so it's uh, mm. they're definitely the ones with the underdog tag going into this uh, four-way fight. Okay, um, let's move on then. Let's have a look at the other playoff games. So we've got Bournemouth against Brentford, starting away at Bournemouth. Brentford are. That's the. That, to be honest, I thought that was going to be the final. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you asked me a week ago, I thought that was going to be the final, but it's not. It's not going to be the um, final. So what? What are we saying, Lee? What, just give us your opinion on that tie. I, I think Brentford are going to beat Bournemouth over two legs. I watched the, um, the game they played recently, and they had each other in the league like two, three games ago. Yeah. It was the early kickoff, and I watched it, and I like thought, obviously Bournemouth have been good up to that point, but 
were very good in that game. They were poor. And Brentford had a man sent off, didn't they? They controlled the game um, all the way through, even with 10 men. And they deserved to beat them. So that's based on one game. And, um, I don't know. I haven't really noticed what sort of sides have Bournemouth been putting out. Um, well, they put out a strong side against uh, Bristol in their last game. They put out a, a strong side that made it look like... Um, not Bristol, sorry. Brentford played Bristol. In their last game, whoever they played against, they put out their first team because it looked like they really wanted to avoid yeah. Brentford. And uh, yeah, I think Stoke. I think Brentford and Bournemouth's form sort of flipped. So Brentford had a sort of rubbish run with us today, but they were picking up draws, and then I think they won the last three, didn't they? And then Bournemouth was the opposite. They yeah. played really well, and then the last sort of three, four games, they didn't pick up any good results. So it's just sort of turned in Brentford's favour just at the end, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. So we're going to be Brentford in the final anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, I think it's hard, isn't it? It's like Bournemouth kind of all yeah. as soon as they got into the playoffs, they just dropped off because they were on a mad yeah. run of form before that. Because um, they so they kind of looked like they weren't going to make it at one point, and I personally thought Jonathan Woodgate. I didn't think maybe he was the right guy to come in and turn it round, but. Um, he got in there, he's done his job. Um, that Dan Juma for Bournemouth is just oh. what a player. What a player. Yeah, he's so good. Was it the goal he scored against Norwich? He just, he just unbelievable. got everyone and scored in top corner. It was just unbelievable. What a player. And he ran Conor Roberts ragged in that away leg. He did, like, he did. Us, so I'm glad he, we're avoiding them. They play, they play like nice football though, Bournemouth. Yeah. I feel the difference between them is when I watch Brentford, it's like they don't... They don't really like, it doesn't look that good, but somehow if they get it to Ivan Tony, there might be a goal there. I feel like if Bournemouth can, can Bournemouth could play them off the park, I think. Uh, my opinion is that Bournemouth have that ability to yeah. really like ruin teams like they did with us. Like, it, And I think if they're having a good day, I think, yeah, I think it could be theirs, but who knows. Yeah, Bournemouth beat Brentford in both the games they, sorry, the other way around. Brentford beat Bournemouth in both the games they played this season. Uh, the really? earlier game was 2-1. I think um, Bournemouth went ahead. I watched a lot of that game, actually, and Bournemouth looked really good in the first half, like especially the first yeah. quarter. But, I don't know, like they didn't finish the job, basically. They had a few chances. Solanke missed some good chances, and Brentford came back and turned it around, as they often did earlier in the season. So, yeah, maybe they just... I, I, I think that game between Bournemouth and Brentford is going to be sided on penalties. I I can't pick. Um, Great shot. Again, with, with Amy, if you've got Ivan Tony on your side, you've got a chance. It doesn't matter what team you put him in. You could you could basically, like Wickham finished dead bottom. You put Ivan Tony on that side, they've got a chance, no matter who they go against. Yeah. I'm not saying Brentford are a bad side. I'm not saying Brentford are a bad side. Otherwise, they wouldn't be where they are on the table. It's that simple. Um, but if someone said Brentford or Bournemouth over two legs, I'd have to go penalties. I'd have to. Yeah, that would be. Sad, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. A thirty goal striker in a championship is crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, we're happy. No, to get apparently, 20. in play goals, it's only like twenty-one. So goals are goals, though, isn't it? So if we take off Ayu's penalties, what's that? Take off penalties. <laughs> that, 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 Thing, isn't it? Everyone was banging on about like our oh, Swansea getting really lucky with penalties, but like at the end of the day, a goal is a goal. You still got to score that penalty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still only had five penalties though. 
They stopped. They stopped after that, and people still mention it. We're like tenth in the table of penalties. It's ridiculous. I don't even know if we're still tenth. I don't feel like we had one since all that drama. True. It was literally like four games in a row, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah before those yeah, four games, like there was moment. one one other penalty the season before that. So where those four games were in like February, yeah. So one penalty before February we had. But apparently we don't, we're lucky and we get penalties all the time. So you know. Oh, don't let's not get into Steve that. Steve Cooper's dad <laughs> and, and all that. Yeah. Let's not talk about the penalties. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we said Dan Juma for Bournemouth as a highlight. What about Jack Wilshere? How long have we got? <laughs> Ten years for me. I, 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 never, I don't want to say this now because we might play him <laughs> in the final. But I, I never, I never, I never rate him. Will you, will you rate so him if he sticks one top ends and kicks us out? Well, this is it. This, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and stay tight lipped until after the playoffs. But I don't know. I just, I, he, he was good. He was good when he was younger for Arsenal. But then that was it. And he just, just kept getting raved about and getting great moves and. Never done anything for me. Mm-hmm. Even I've watched a few games and play for Bournemouth doesn't do a lot for me. No, like he's, he's obviously. Yeah, I think he's one of those people that, that has just spent too long on the sidelines in Judd. He'll yeah. never live up to the true potential that he could have had. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's a bad player because I, I don't think he's bad, but he's nowhere near as good as what people are making out. Like I remember when Ramsey and Wilshire were both youngsters at Arsenal. And everyone was raving about Wilshire, and I thought, well, hang on a minute. Wilshire's basically been on loan to Bolton and got injured. I don't know any Bolton fans listening, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I don't really see that as a massive achievement. And Ramsey was doing doing bits at Arsenal, but there's a lot of people that still stand by Wilshire. And again, it's not the fact that he's a bad player. I just think Ramsey was that a little bit better. I don't yeah. see. I don't really see the whole hype around Jack Wilshire. Ramsey's Welsh, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is Welsh. He is, is Welsh. That? Don't get me wrong, but you could also flip that and say he's ex-Cardiff. You know, like it, it... I just mean in terms of Arsenal and like English players always get overhyped. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if you support an English club and you had an English player and a Welsh player, like you know, I I I do feel there is a bit of bias, and I, I'm I'm not going to hide away from it. Sometimes it comes from my end as well. Like if I say a yeah. Welsh player, it happens. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah. But with Wilshire, I think he's found his level now purely down to the whole injuries. Like, he's not yeah. a Premier League player anymore, I don't think, personally. I think he's yeah. hit the squad too much That's... if they go back up, will he? I don't That's think why... Bournemouth will have to strengthen. Like, you you have to strengthen in that league if you want to stay up. End of. You have to spend big money. And if you don't, you go straight back down. I don't think Wilshire's that kind of player anymore. Well, they haven't got... No. They got the squad that came down with, essentially, so... Arguably, yeah, they should yeah. come back to him. Um, that's 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 why I got on Jack Wilshere's back so much, just because of the hype around him. And I think it was Roy Keane said like he was the most overrated English player ever, or something, something <laughs> along those lines. Imagine that. Like, he, he was I, so I'm overhyped. Say, no, I absolutely love Roy Keane. I love him. Same. He's amazing. <laughs> him and Michael okay. Richards together. Oh, brilliant! Breath of fresh air. Particularly when him. they disagree as well. That's uh, <laughs> oh, I know. Like it's just it's his steely looks when somebody yeah. says something he doesn't Roy agree Keen, with. Roy Keane has that like typical dad moment, you know, where like you've yeah. just told him some really bad news and he just goes, "Really? <laughs> yeah, that's really? exactly. You no, know, he has that typical dad thing and about him, and I just think, you know what? He's a breath fresh out. I can't wait to that ends up as a meme. 
<laughs> Someone's definitely uh, cliffing that one out. Anyway, um, I think if we're, while we're talking about Jack Wilshire, like overhyped, um, for me, you look at Phil Foden at the moment and his quality mm-hmm. and you compare it and I think there's uh, no contest there. Like that's someone that's got a big future, yeah. I think. Phil, yeah, Phil Foden, I think, is, he's, he's 20 and has won like four Premier League titles, I think, and a potential UCL. Now, at 20 years old, if you're walking away with like four Premier Leagues and one Champions League, you could retire happily at 20. Yeah. You, know, you could. Do you know what I mean? but where did we go wrong? I know. <laughs> Play football, just not doing it for us. <laughs> okay. Credit to uh, credit to Pep on Foden though, because like everyone moaned for ages, like why doesn't why doesn't he send him out on loan? And because he's not giving him game time, and now look at him. I think it's just. Mm. It was all Cooper. It was all Cooper in that England setup, mate. That's where it came from. <laughs> like, I, I, me personally, I, I think like people like Pep get too much stick. Like it was the same at Barcelona. Yeah. Like, he was bringing many youngsters through there. Like, don't be wrong. He is a classic case of potentially like a checkbook manager. When you look at the clubs he's managed, he's managed yeah. Barca, Bayern, and Man City. Right? Okay. There's a lot of money in those clubs. But the way he gets them playing, I don't know any other manager who could possibly do that. And it's not and like, yeah, and all the managers in between don't necessarily get the same success as him either. Yeah, and I, I don't know any other manager mm. other than Steve Cooper who can get the best out of Foden. So, you know. <laughs> so what you're saying is Steve Cooper is going to replace Pep Guardiola. <laughs> well, you know, 20 million on Aguero, I'll take it. But, you know, otherwise, no, I don't want we, it. We do need a striker, to be fair. We do need we a striker. Do. We do need a number nine. We do need a number nine massively. Yeah. Okay. Moving on then. Um, I want to touch on the news that's broke recently. We did tweet about it. We'll be allowed to go back to the stadium to watch the second leg. Everyone excited for that? Be amazing. So, so two things on that really. First of all, a little bit of news around it, which broke, I believe, earlier today. Um, the actual kickoff time has been postponed by an hour, so it was half past five. It's now half past six. So I don't know if anyone caught that. It actually benefits me. I think I finished work at five o'clock, so I'm buzzing with that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Gives me a little bit more time to get home. Um, yeah, 5.30 is a bit early for a playoff game. It is yeah. early. Yeah. They've, got, they've got a day of playoff games, haven't they? I think the Brentford one is early, and then there's the League One three. So I think yeah. they were thinking if one of them goes to extra time or something, then yeah. they'll yeah. overrun. Yeah. What a day, though. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy with that. And then the second thing I wanted to discuss, really, is... Uh, Right, so fans have not been in the stadium for over a year at this point. Yeah? yeah. Everyone is eager to get in there and watch the sports. Mm-hmm. It's a massive occasion. It's just not just a league match. It's a it's a potential booking of a Wembley slot that could get us back to the Premier League, so big stakes. Um, only 3,000 tickets available. How do you fairly... Mm-hmm. Or how do you just decide... Who is allowed the tickets? How do you like sell them? Like, what do you do? I, I I think it's only fair to give priority to the people to the people who left their money in the club. Um, I agree, and I I think that's all there is to it. Like, there's there's a lot of people that pulled out on things like you know they they wanted a refund for tickets, etc. But there there are some that obviously said no, no, like we're we're willing to keep our money within the club. I think it's kind of only fair. Well, if you've left your money within the club, 
you should have the right to go and watch a playoff game. Yeah. That's just how I see it. Like, I don't know whether if there is more than 3,000 that have done that or less than 3,000. Um, but those people who have done it have every single right to go and watch a playoff game, 100%. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, I think, Lee, your views would be good on this because you had a season ticket, so... Hmm. Yeah, I no, I, I, I totally agree. Because even before they announced, like when there were sort of rumours that they were going to let fans in the stadium, I instantly thought it's got to be the fans that left the money in the club. I just can't believe how much it erupted on Twitter, like slowly. It was like, oh yeah, great, the fans are back, that's brilliant. And then it just quickly turned into like, yeah, why everyone deserves a ticket so quickly. I know. Um, and you had people saying like, oh, they better prioritise this, they better prioritise that. But it's like, Let's allow them to announce what they're going to do before we start getting at each other's throats, yeah? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think whatever they, I'm thinking, or whatever they put out is just, is just going to be... They cause problems. Yeah. Either way, you're, you're, you're not going to please everyone. That's just the way it is, isn't it? Like, you're not going to... Like, regardless what it is, it could be the best solution out there. Yeah. Someone will mourn about it because it doesn't suit them. Yeah. And Unfortunately... The, the world just doesn't work like that, you know. That that is the harsh reality of it. I got an example uh, of that. I went to Costa earlier. I don't know if you've seen. And this isn't <laughs> this isn't an advertisement. We're not promoted, right? But um, they got fifty pi strengths on at the moment. Yesterday, I've today, and tomorrow. If you've got the app, you allow two fifty p iced coffees. Tomorrow's the last day, so get on it. But anyway, back to the point. I, I know what I'm going on my lunch break tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. well, two of them. Well. Back to the point, anyway. But um. I was there in the drive-thru and the woman was like, oh, sorry for the wait, whatever. I was like, yeah, it's fine. She was like, oh, well, you know, some people have been kicking off mind. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, I bet it's because you've got to pay extra for like, you know, if you have like a caramel iced latte, you've got to pay for the caramel. <laughs> the caramel is not included in the 50p. She was like, yeah, it is. I was like, oh, like, she was like, you know, you, you get it cheap anyway. Like, can you really kick off? Like, what is it? Like an extra 30p on top? So you're getting a nice latte for 80p. How much is like a squirt of caramel? Like you're literally going, right? Look, I'm not being funny. You can't pay fifty. You can pay seventy. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's fine. Like you know, it's it's not a problem. Well, you'd be paying like four pound otherwise normally. So how can you even be kicking yeah, exactly. off? But then it gets you better. It gets better. Money. It gets better. So apparently there's a glitch. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm giving everyone a bit of a heads up here. So she's probably going to hate me. But apparently there's a glitch on the app where if you did click and collect, um, it doesn't charge you for the add-ons and add-ons include like if you have cream or marshmallows or an extra shot of coffee so you can have a couple of things so comparable when they did the hot drinks last month same deal you could have up to five add-ons for included in the 50p so this time they're not but it's going on for a longer duration but the thing is this guy that was kicking off went to the drive-thru yesterday kicked off came back today parked up outside did click and collect and add all the add-ons for 50p as just kind of like well, What's wrong you. with people? You know, um, after all of that, you've given the click and collect idea. The CEO of Costa is like going to come down and you seriously have. Yeah. Well, okay, we <laughs> can we can negotiate if you want. If you want to sponsor us, then that's fine. I'm sure <laughs> we can make something work. Yeah, I'll take the video down. You sort us out. <laughs> well, I'm joking. Not just we're not just football. We can also save you twenty p on your <laughs> yeah on your ice latte. Right, if you have a Costa tomorrow, I want I want to know. <laughs> This is this is why we're the best in the business at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't really talk about football. We save you twenty pence in your Costa order. Yeah, do you know exactly. I mean? And here we go. We're, we're sweeping out. What is your Costa order, guys? What would you have if you go to Costa? Um, 
it's a it's an iced caramel latte for me, boys. Oh, that's that's probably my go-to as well. I'll be honest. Yeah. Although um, I tell you what is a good one, and Starbucks also do this really nice, iced white chocolate mocha. I've not had that. Game changer. Is it? It's it's banging. It's good. It's good. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. What <laughs> <laughs> well, for you two then? Lee, what's what's your Costa? I actually I haven't gone to Costa that much. I'll be honest, but I do like a caramel latte. Don't go wrong. I like the uh, my favorite one. Of, I'll just twist it a bit. My favorite one is the uh, toffee nut latte in, um, oh. in Starbucks at Christmas. Is that the Christmas one? I like yeah. gingerbread. Gingerbread. The gingerbread one as well. Those ones yeah, are yeah. just the best. Yeah. Jordan, what are you having on your lunch tomorrow? <laughs> so, what I get, I get a mocha. But then I ask for some hazelnut in there, and it's absolutely hungry. Oh, not a mocha. Yeah, it, honestly, no. I know a mocha is basically coffee and like hot chocolate mixed, but get like hazelnut in there, and it's a game changer, hundred percent. I'll have to try that one. I actually, I, I, can, I can't wait mocha. for you to turn around, and be like George, like what is that? That's yeah. bumping, like. <laughs> no, 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 no it's fine. I like, I like Nutella. I like that. I, I love it. I think it's amazing. Like I. I love like looking at things and going like, ah, you know what? Like, I'm gonna try that in that, even if it doesn't work. At least I can say I've given it a go. Yeah. And it was amazing. amazing. Sounds good. Amazing. It does sound good. I had a I had a ten pound cost of voucher for my birthday actually, which is still here. So I'm gonna go and buy twenty. Oh my god! You <laughs> I should say I should say you're only allowed two drinks per day on this iced coffee deal. So two fifty p. But uh, yeah, you're not getting twenty. Swapped it up two. on the deal. <laughs> <laughs> got to, got to. Well, with the 50p hot tricks, you were allowed five a day, so have to look at the small print, you know. <laughs> Take advantage. Anyway, back to actual <laughs> what the actual podcast is about. <laughs> back to the football. Um, Costa, our email is on our Twitter, just if you are watching. Anyway, the right, okay, so the playoff final, if we do get there, uh, clashes on it. Well, I say clashes, it's on the same day. As the Champions League final, so what's mm. that? Saturday the twenty ninth, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe the times don't clash, but it's the same day. Now, the Champions League final was due to be held in Istanbul, yeah, in Turkey. Yeah. Turkey is now on the no travel list from the UK, isn't it? So like, you can't go there. Isolation rules, all this, that, the other. So, because it's two British clubs, I think that's an unnecessary risk is what has been deemed as. Um, mm-hmm. And they're looking to move in the venue. That's that's the bottom, the bottom line that's going on here. So, from what I've seen, Boris Johnson has volunteered the UK to host. I think Wembley was one mentioned. They've also mentioned other venues. Uh, I think the other option is going to Portugal, which, from what I've seen, it looks like that's the route they're going to go, but not confirmed. Um, but... If it does happen that the Champions League final moves to the UK and they pick Wembley being the main stadium in the country, they were talking about moving the, the date of the playoff final. Mm. So how do we feel about that? I, I think if if the Champions League gets moved to Wembley, why can't the Swans go and win the playoffs in Cardiff? Yeah. I can imagine. Why, why can't they do that? Yeah, I, I, no, I know we being extremely selfish right now, but why not? Well, what's not the other options? Show, what's the other options? I think Villa Park was mentioned, and uh, I mean, if it's not going to be in the Millennium, if it's not yeah. going to be in the Millennium, 
maybe Cardiff City Stadium and win it there. I don't know. That's <laughs> gonna, maybe. <laughs> but the thing is, they didn't really say about moving the venue. They said they're going to move the date. So if like a weird one, I think like, well, one, the whole Portugal thing, it does seem silly. Like I do agree, just have it in the UK. We're, we're all in this position where it's like, why would you travel to English teams and, and coaches and staff to Portugal to play each other when you could play it in the UK? So I agree with maybe keeping it here, but I don't know. Do you think that it would be more fun to have two finals on the same day or do you think yeah. it's more fun to split them? I think it would be a know. logistical nightmare, wouldn't it? Well, it depends. Who, do you know who has I, the right to them both? Sky or does anyone know? I just think like there's a cap on fans, isn't there? So like you're now asking four clubs worth of fans to come instead of the two which you've already capped for. Was, yeah. There's no one to say they're going to go straight home or you know, come just before the match. They might be in the area the entire day. So you're doubling the amount of people in the area, which kind of, I think that's the whole point, isn't it? It kind of uh, takes away from the whole limit in the first place then. The pubs will be like rammed and they'll have a problem because they'll probably have capacities. And I think just like the turnover like of the the staff and just running the stadium maybe, I don't know the logistics behind that. Uh, For me, I think it it is weird. (laughs) The best solution for me is if you are going to have the Champions League final in the UK, why why can't you just go somewhere like the Principality Stadium for that, rather than a venue that's already got something happening? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think what it is as well the the Champions League is spread all over Europe. Why would you take away the playoff? That's like every single year without fail has been Wembley. Wembley, yeah. yeah. Why would yeah. you take that away from? the championship playoff final like it's always been at Wembley so why should it be any different like the, the Champions League it can be anywhere like I, I I understand obviously Covid is is a is a factor that plays into it I totally understand that but why even if it is in the UK why can't the Champions League be moved somewhere different in the UK why can't yeah. we play like a venue like Old Trafford and the capacity is not going to be a problem because there's a limit anyway it's not going to be full yeah yeah exactly so why should the championship have to move when it's always been Wembley. Obviously, from a certain point, the new Wembley, because obviously before it was in the millennium, but... Yeah, it's just getting built, though, isn't it? That's the only reason. Yeah, that's that's all it was. Why should whoever gets the final have to change their plans for something that's been going on for many years now? Agreed. The Champions League has never had a consistent venue, regardless of where the final was. It's always been like Madrid, Milan, Istanbul... It's always it's been spread out everywhere. So what's the harm? Like, like I think it was like 2003. I think it was like Juventus and Milan. Like they they added in Old Trafford. Why can't they do that again? Why yeah. Anfield or Stamford yeah. Bridge? Agree. I guess it would be Stamford Bridge because of uh, it's a Chelsea in it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I didn't think uh, them. Yeah. The Olympic Stadium. Yeah, yeah I mean the Olympic Stadium's West. been yeah, yeah, that, criminally that's, that's underused, isn't it? So. Yeah. I hope they don't. Uh, I hope they don't move. Either of them, though, because I'd bookmark that as hell of a day, having the playoff final and the Champions League. He wants to get hammered. It was a class day. It was, it was there. It was already booked in that it was going to be the Championship playoff final and the Champions League final that day. But, uh, yeah, so I hope they, I'll probably go to Portugal. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of bidding war going on behind the scenes. Makes no sense, though, because Portugal's in lockdown as well. There's something going on behind the scenes. Like there's someone there that really wants it in Portugal, and there's someone there that really wants it in the UK. It's definitely happening. <laughs> to do with money, we all know that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like it's like the league all over again before the final. Yeah. that's basically what it is. 
It's just weird though because Portugal is in lockdown anyway. So, what's the point? You just increasing risk. You're increasing the risk for no reason, and then you're allowing fans. You could have fans if he was here. I don't know if they'd be allowed if he was in Portugal. Uh, Portugal's on the green list. Is it? It was in lockdown two weeks ago. I know that because when the F1 was there, it was in lockdown. So unless our lockdowns now eased, but that's a quick like they've eased the lockdown and now they're gonna have like fans coming over. Do you know what I mean? Like it just seems like an unnecessary risk, really. If if the clubs are UK based, yeah. minimize yeah. it to keep it here. I I think realistically, I think both of the games will be in the UK, but I just think the dates will be changed. I reckon that's what they'll just ultimately do. I think I think yeah. that's what they'll they'll do. That's frustrating. Yeah, I don't want it to happen. Um. But from a realistic point of view, I think that's pretty much the route they're probably going to go down. Like, if Portugal's in lockdown now, they're just going to turn around and say, well, no, we're not hosting the Champions League final. However, I'm up for a trip to Portugal. So if they want to host... Yeah, same, actually. Then, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm more for it. Like, oh, yeah. That's the winner. I didn't think of that. It's definitely that the winner. Championship playoff final. Can you imagine going to Portugal? <laughs> well, championship playoff final in, yeah. like, Porto, Lisbon. Like, yeah, okay, oh, so now have it, have Wembley. You can have it. Been there before anyway. <laughs> Been there twice. Do you remember they, remember they said Arsenal and Chelsea, the Europa League final was in like Azerbaijan? They all had the track Baku, over. Uh, Baku. Yeah. <laughs> Baku <laughs> gets a lot of events. We could do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just got money and they have their Baku, like, they got the F1 and everything, and F1's probably the pinnacle of uh, paying for sport. Like, you only get an F1 race if you're loaded. So, uh, Azerbaijan's yeah. got a bit of money, I think. Or Swans, Brentford, final in Baku, sorted. Why not? Chaos. I mean, I, I, I'm not, like, I'm happy for Thomas Frank Tears in Baku and 99 pence pints. Like, that does me <laughs> oh, like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. All for Sounds it. Sounds like um, a good day, though. Insolvent. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's it's just such a tricky one. Like, it may be something that we all like completely didn't expect whatsoever. But if if I had to put uh, my money on it, I reckon the dates will just be moved and both of them will be played in Wembley. Like, but, yeah. as, as much as much as I like really want a trip to Portugal, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe yeah. in the future, eh? We'll go, Jordan. We'll go on holiday to Portugal. How about we'll that? we'll go on a little holiday to Portugal. We'll go Next time, uh, when the Euros does this uh, actual European tour, like you were supposed to, that, that, oh, that yeah. maybe will happen then. Isn't it? We'll have a <laughs> vlog tour or something. That'd be good. Swans cast on tour. Can't wait. An excuse for new t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll all have. Well, what were the names from the other day? Can't go down yeah. that route. Oh, oh yeah, no, we, we won't go down our route. We'll we'll pick something a little bit more classy, I think. But uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, say, say the one. Say on that note, on that note, Lee, classy, but uh, you know it's fine. Do you lead us into our next topic, Lee? VAR. You can. Uh, oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. We'll pass that up was, on yeah. that one. Well, only a quick one. I think uh, I think it was Thomas Frank said the knee said there should be VAR in the in the in the playoffs, and I thought well. Because it's so big, because it's you know so important. But mm-hmm. then I just keep thinking, imagine us losing on like a someone's toe being offside. You know why so Thomas Frank think, said that, didn't you? Because because of the goal that we scored against them in the 
And because their player got sent off last year in the playoff and he went mad, didn't yeah. he? Rico Henry. Also, his Brentford, like, sorry, I'm going to cause problems here, but they dive a lot. I don't know why you want it. Hide. Amy, Amy, you, you, have, you have like set a new bench. I, I can't there. wait. I can't wait for Twitter tomorrow. Can't, can't wait. wait it's going to explode. Popcorn's <laughs> out. No, I, I, my opinion is, is that in this situation, I would rather uh, not be messed over by a very bad decision and to lose the game than be caught out for something does that make sense as yeah. in if we if we were yeah. to concede a penalty and we could all blatantly see it wasn't a penalty and lose that game that would i think that would be the worst case scenario without var so i think to avoid that i would say if it's possible go for it i mean we got screwed in the uh, fa cup because of no var didn't we so we would have wanted it then so do you want it now i think I think for the big games, it, decisions can be made. A penalty that's given, the ref might see that there's actual contact and then VAR can see that there's no contact. I think that that is a decision game. Well, that's, you know, that's going up to the premiership changing decision. I think that that's important. If they get it right, that is. Well, VAR is another things. question. Yeah, like VAR is one of those things. If it goes your way, you're like, oh, you know, 100% like VAR was 100% the correct decision. But if it goes against you, you think, oh, VAR was never in the championship. Why is it here? Yeah. You know, it, unfortunately, VAR is a topic that is never going to suit any football club. But like, because if VAR was 100% correct every single time, I'd be like, yeah, let's have it. But it's not. It's Even with VAR, they get it wrong. And... Okay, I, I'm I'm not slating like fourth officials and stuff like that, but I, I do think to myself, you you have a number of opportunities mm. to show that replay over and over and over, and you still find a way to get it wrong. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's but that's life, that's the you know? people, not the VAR, isn't it? I think that's yeah, what, and that's what the discussion is in the media that it's the people behind the VAR, not the actual yeah. technology. Yeah, 100%. The VAR was brought in to help the people and they still get it wrong, so... I mean, I don't understand that, but... Yeah. I don't know. Some issues with drawing the lines in the wrong place, though, hasn't there? Yeah, I'm... And sometimes the lines are this thick and sometimes... Yeah, I don't get it. I'm very 50-50 on VAR. I'm not against it, but at at the same time, not all for it. Like, there's been times where it's been absolutely spot on, I think, yeah, you know, totally fair. But there's been times where I think, like, how on earth have you managed that? How can you mess up that bad? So I can't say I'm for it. I can't say I'm against it. So if it does get included, it does. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. I think if it's included, it needs to be in all of the playoffs, not just the final. It can't be just the final. It would be so unfair. Because let's say, for example, we beat Barnsley by a dodgy goal, or Barnsley beat us by a dodgy goal, then they end up going to the Premier League, or say with Brentford and Bournemouth, because they have VAR in the final, there there would just be an uproar about it. Well, they've basically cheated their way to the Premier League. And that, like... All or nothing, then. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying that just by Barnsley, Brentford and Bournemouth. That goes for us as well. Like, if we cheated our way to the Premier League, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd be a bit like, well... We already it's cheated not... our way to the playoffs with all them penalties. Yeah, so. we've cheated our way into the championship. Oh yeah, to be fair, like since January, like since Hurahan belted it against Norwich, we've done nothing like you know. But still, it's 
I don't know. Yeah, VAR. No, I agree with you. I agree. Um, the one thing I'm confused about with the VAR, which isn't necessarily relevant to just this this conversation, but how did it take so long to develop and cost so much money when all they do is watch a replay and put a line on it? <laughs> like, what is the technolo- technological is advancement? There... of? Maybe I'm being naive, and maybe somebody who's watching the video knows a lot more about it, maybe works in it and can explain, but I just don't understand because they made out this is a massive step forward for football, yeah. big new technology. All it is is some lines being drawn on a replay of something you've just watched anyway. Like rugby is at the TMO, someone just sitting in a van, slow motion in replays from different angles, and again, decisions right a lot more often than the than than the VAR does. So what's wrong with that system? Where it's apparently less technological advanced but more accurate, even though it's just lines anyway. I just, I I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. If someone can honestly, like, please explain that to me, then please. Yeah. I think like, I'm, I've watched games. I'm stuck with. I've watched games on Sky and stuff. They've had better. Like they just saw like what like before VAR, you just watch a game and they just draw a line on the pitch and you'd be like, yeah, he's offside. They yeah. move it forward, don't they? With that bar, yeah. they can like move tackle back and forward. Like it's the same. Yeah. Same bar. Like just goal so, line so technology. Com- it's so overcomplicated. I know goal line technology. <laughs> That's fab, great bit of technology. Okay. Actually moved the game forward. Well done. How is VAR more advanced? How? How is it? Like same thing. It's just... so, on, on the goal line technology, I had no idea it was in use in the championship until the Whitaker goal. It's that. <laughs> it's just. Everyone I think like, it's just if it's in your club, isn't it? Yeah, no it's idea. installed once, and then it doesn't matter where you are because it's just like, unlike VAR, which can still be controversial and like. Um, it's still opinion based on the guy watching it. Goal line technology is yes or no, isn't it? It's, it's either over or it's not. So you're not ever given an unfair advantage if one club has it and one club hasn't. Because you're all benefiting in the, in the situation that is there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Just about m- maybe the VAR then, for the playoffs. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, as long as it's like consistent, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. And And... Like, aside from VAR, I think a lot of the reasons some of the errors happen are some issues within the rules, like handball and stuff like that, mm. and offsides to an extent. But that's something that is a bigger topic and something that I think yeah. maybe will get reviewed at some point, but, well, should should get reviewed at some point. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess the I ref's job's they, uh... not easy, is it? But some of the mistakes are a bit, like, dubious. I think they probably... Should put it in for the playoffs. I'm forced for an answer. I think they should probably, but because if they get promoted, they've got to use it anyway. So I think, yeah. and it's so big. It's like you talk about the money involved in going up. Um, it's not a small decision, is it? I guess yeah, you've, I got got say, you've got to assume VAR is working correctly. Is correctly used. It's used in the Premier League, the league you go into. So if you're if you're saying it's used in that league, you're supporting it as a league. So you should be supporting it to get to that league, really. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So from that aspect, from their point of view, they should use it. Obviously, yeah. a fan's point of view is what we've already discussed, and maybe you'd get a different answer. But, you know, if they're going to back the technology, it needs to be used. Anyway, let's finish mm-hmm. off then. It's been a long video, so let's finish off. Let's go back to the games, and let's actually put our money where our mouths is. And uh, that was a really bad English. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, we'll go with it. Um, prediction. Kicking in now. 
Lost too much cost. <laughs> Predictions for both legs. And then, based on what you've said, you can predict the final as well. Who wants to go first? Go on then, Amy. I can see you don't want to go first. So. I'm so worried. And I, I won. I always worry that I'm going to jinx it. You know, when you say something, you think I'm going to jinx this now. I'm going to be positive because you've got to be positive. You can't go in thinking you're going to lose, I don't think. So I'm going to say we get a draw at Barnsley. I think we're going to draw at Barnsley, which is going to be horrendously nerve-wracking because we're going to think, oh, God, this is all going to go badly. But I think we're going to have an absolutely... 10 out of 10 performance in the home leg and we're going to win. So I'm thinking a I'm thinking a two-all draw, first leg. Oh, and a, goes in. Yeah, well, you know, let's just go for it. And a 2-0 win at home. <laughs> with with absolute, like, absolute, I'm talking like a close game, first leg, and then we smash it out of the park, second leg. That's what I'm going for. Do you write that down, Lee? Okay. Got it. I'm probably... Horrendously wrong, but we're gonna roll with it. I'm gonna well, okay. Who do you think's gonna score Swans four goals? <laughs> God, it sounds like a lot now, right? Um, I'm, gonna look, I'm gonna have a look at Barnsley's like stats with conceding as well because I'm interested to see if they let a lot of goals in. Um, but I'm gonna say, um, first game, I think we've got to put Andre in there, and I think it's gonna be a rogue. I would talk a rogue header from Ryan Bennett because it's going to happen, Lee. You know it's going to happen. He loves that. Literally, if he scores in the playoff final, I'm done as it. Yeah, me too. I think he gets the medal <laughs> honour for that. And then at home, I think Liam Cullen's got to score a goal. And then I think Routledge is going to make an appearance and score a Ooh, goal too. Routledge, that's a good one. Oh, to answer I your I question. That, that, that is actually quite tasty, to be fair. I'd back that. that Routledge to score is only... Made you know his only goal in the season in the playoff second leg final is is how it has to potentially be. potentially his last goal for the club. I didn't want to say it, but you know that's where yeah. I was going with that. Um, just to answer your question as well, Barnsley conceded fifty goals, which is eleven more than we conceded. Okay, so substantially more, but not like a crazy amount. Uh, Jordan, what? Oh, hang on, wait, 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 wait. So. You did, and the why, other don't do, why don't we do everyone? everyone All right, else's... go on then. Go on then. Okay, Jordan, okay. your Swans Barnsley matchup predictions. I'm gonna go first leg Barnsley one Swansea nil, and then second leg I'm gonna go Swansea three Barnsley nil. So three one aggregate. I'm gonna go for Jay Fulton to get two. Salsa t-shirts. I'm gonna go. For Jamal Lowe to get the other one, that's, yeah. that's so I reckon the Swans win three one on aggregate. Falcon to get two because Falcon's a boy, mm-hmm. and Jamal Lowe. I think I don't know. I I feel he's been a bit hard done by the season. Considering he's an eight thousand pound signing, like don't be wrong, you you can't get any better than that. Because yeah. we're in the league, we're in. He's double figures for the season. He hasn't done terrible. He's a top scorer, isn't he? I think he got like 14 and mm. 15. It's, quite, it's a fair amount considering how long... Yeah, IU just got 14 and 15 and Lowe's like just below. I think because yeah. uh, of the run he's been on. Let me have a look. Because of the run he's been on. He scored a penalty, didn't he? Remember? Yeah. Like, yeah. He obviously had a good run and he had a really dry spell. 
Ah, oh, you are you are right. He's he's two behind Ayu, but um, definitely more from open play. So, if that's anything to yeah. go by, maybe you could uh, argue. He's a, you know he has had a good season really. Yeah. Would be a dream for him, I imagine, to score in the playoffs. Like, I I feel I, like I, I yeah I, I feel like the Swans are better when they're under pressure. Like and I showed that with Wickham. Like Wickham went two 0 up and all of a sudden like we're, yeah. we're a much better okay. team. So I. I don't want us to lose the first leg. Don't be wrong. I don't want that. I never want the Swans to lose. But I think that's the way it'll go. Barnsley will win one 0 first leg, and the Swans will just go all guns blazing. I think they'll win three yeah. 0 Yeah. Sorry, Amy, but Wayne Rutledge has already scored a goal this season. Really? Yeah. When? I can't remember, but I've just got the list up in front of me, and he's got a goal. Really? I don't remember that. Sorry, Wayne, if you're listening, my G. <laughs> cup was it? It could have been. Oh, it must cup. be. Was it in oh, the Same as Forest it game? Was the Forest game. Oh, yeah. 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 Then they both were injured. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say I think the first leg would be one all. And I think that Matt Grimes is going to top in as a free kick. Yes. Because he hasn't, he's had a couple of close ones. Although saying that, if Horahan's on the pitch, you probably won't even take it. So uh, I've got to say, Horahan's not on the pitch at this point. So we have to maybe an 87th minute free kick. Mark Rhyme steps up as captain and puts it in the top corner. God, uh, can you imagine that comes in? <laughs> and then the home leg, I'm going to go 2-1 Swans. Yeah. Very tight. I feel like it, the fans, the fans has given me that extra like boost that we would win at home. Like... If we didn't have fans, I don't think I'd be as confident. But I think yeah. with that at home with fans for the first time would just be magic for them. So I think, yeah, I think I it's, think, I think it's going to be tricky. So like we'll be end up there. Like I said, Grimes lit goal, um, and I think at home maybe we'd even go behind and have to come from behind, which has been a bit of a theme of late we as have- well, which we have come back. Have- but yeah. this one with the fans behind us would be enough. For us to gain the momentum going into the playoff final. That's what I'm saying. So the two goals for the home game, I'm going to go with uh, Andre Ayew. And there's always a random in there. There's always like a random goal. So I'm going to say, God, I don't know. Connor Roberts. <laughs> Connor Roberts. Oh, yeah. I just, he's actually our third top goal scorer. I didn't realise. Point with Horahan. Yeah, both on five. Right. Decent foul right back. Lee? Not bad. Not bad. I've gone with nil nil in the first leg. AG. And then I've gone same as you in the second leg, 2 1 win home. But I think we'll go 2 0 up and he'll score late and it'll just be like panic for like the last sort of five, five, ten minutes. It's not going to be just fun, whatever happens. No, I, know. <laughs> I, should, I should have said it'd be a goal from the halfway line, shouldn't I? We were one all and it's a goal yeah. from the halfway line. <clears throat> and I'm going to go, are you penalty and Cullen? Nice. Penalty. Nice. We had a penalty in the last uh-huh. playoffs last year, are you? Hopefully, yeah. someone, hopefully a Barnsley player gets sent off. That would be ideal. He, yeah. missed, he missed his penalty last year. be great. But... Yeah. What was that, Jord? I said preferably Daryl Dyke. I wouldn't yeah. mind him getting off. Imagine. Yeah. I hope uh, Ivan Tony gets sent off in the other game. Speaking of which, <laughs> Amy. Dream. 
Bournemouth, Brentford. This whole time I've been saying Bournemouth go through. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it for now, uh, and I'm gonna say a one nil win to the Swans. So you're saying uh, Bournemouth get to the final, and we win one nil. Because I'd, I'd say a draw, but you can't draw a playoff final. You can. It's penalties then, isn't it? Oh, okay. So here we go. I'm not penalties. Yeah, I'll go with that. Hold on. But, one, Freddie Woodman can save penalties. Oh, yeah, true. He can save penalties. Don't jinx think... in now, touch wood. <laughs> I know. But, you know, he's shown. Look at his record. He, he yeah. is a shot stopper. And we have people who can score penalties. Okay, let's just do it. Penalties. That's a great shot. So what's the score before penalties? On all. Okay. And who scored? Um, it's gonna be Jamal Lowe for me. Big calls here, big calls. Everyone putting their neck on the line a little bit. Jordan, who's oh. winning the other leg and then what's the result in the final? I reckon with Bournemouth and Brentford on aggregate it'll be four four. Jesus oh. Christ. Oh. <laughs> I reckon it'll be <laughs> Swansea, Swansea, Bournemouth final, and I reckon it'll be a 90th minute marker. He winner. <laughs> that would be a dream. So I basically I'm saying four four aggregate. Bournemouth goes through on penalties. Last minute corner. Even Woodman goes up. Good. <laughs> oh, Woodman Woodman's scores. <laughs> If one scores, mate, my my kid's named Freddy straight away. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. But um, I I feel Gurhi like since we've had him, he's been class. Mm-hmm. He's due a goal, and I think that'll be perfect for him because I think he's guaranteed to go back to Chelsea. If and like if if we go up, then there's a good chance we get him on loan for Premier League experience. Yeah. But um, if a last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of them. If if he is destined to go back to Chelsea, then it's like. What better, what better send off? So I go for Gurry winner. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. I'm gonna say Brentford are gonna win on aggregate. It'll be like two one. Um, nothing, nothing like mine. Though. Nah, I think it'll be tight. <laughs> I think it'll be like a one nil and a one all. I think maybe the one all first and then a one nil second. Um, and I'm gonna say playoff final. Connor Roberts is gonna like uh, smash a. 50 yard top bins and then run up to Thomas Frank and uh, smash him as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not saying that. I'm more worried about Alan Tate smashing Thomas Frank. Like, oh. I'm more worried about that. Like, yeah. I feel like Alan Tate's the kind of boy. I think Thomas Frank right. needs to take like a full pa- five pack of chewing gums with him. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and all of his uh, analytics board that he likes to constantly refer to with the XG that. Uh, because that's going to win him the playoff final, of course. So I'm, I'm going to shut up was now it... anyway before I like jinx us. <laughs> was it Thomas Frank? Was it Thomas Frank who used to bring the board on when they were doing the water breaks? Yes. Yeah, but honestly, they're so they're analytical. Um, like they just base everything on their performance analytics and the XG and everything. Like you know, when he loses a game or that period where they were drawing, he was just constantly in interviews. Like, oh, well, I know that we've created the chances. I'm not worried at all. I know what we've been playing like, and uh, on other games we're going to score like five goals in a game like today. Like, I guess it's the same reason why we all grew a dislike to him. Is a little bit of like arrogance and cockiness. Yeah. 
He just smoked. Yeah. yeah. Very, very. Like after last year when he came in after the, in the interview, being like, I'm confident that we will be the team going to the final after they lost in the first leg. So gutted that. There's, there's just no respect from that man, is there? There's, there's no. none of it. None of it whatsoever. Um, he was a bit more modest I, after I, they won, but then I guess you would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like I, I, I said it the other night as well. I said, I'm going to issue with Brentford. I've got an issue with Thomas Frank. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm the same. I used to enjoy Brentford, actually. He just yeah. makes the man enjoyable. So oh, yeah. does their Twitter, actually. So does the Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter's been quite bad. But I feel like it oh, feeds it down from Thomas Frank to the fans. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thomas Frank has created a rivalry. And he, that's, yeah. that's what he's done. He's created a rivalry. Because they went on a mad run at the end of last season. I thought, oh, I hope they get second. And then, obviously, they they fell away a little bit. And then they were in the playoffs. And then... And then we all hate him from there, then just for what mm. all the stuff he yep. said in the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. nothing against Brentford whatsoever. It's just that bloke. Yeah. Like where, wherever I, I am going to be petty, wherever that bloke goes, <laughs> I will not like that club, regardless. Like, I just won't like him. And that, that, that is very petty, I know. Yeah, that. well, it happens in football, doesn't it? You just have something that makes you dislike someone, and that's it, like in, in football. So. Oh, yeah, it's game, it's, 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 it's game, game over well. from there. Game anyway, over. back to my prediction. So I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say. He's going to say it. It's tough, say it. It's <laughs> tough Three goals to. Oh, no, I'm actually. I'm going to say Brentford would win 2 1. I think we wouldn't win. I'll be honest. It's fair enough. And I hope I'm Probably. wrong because I'll be buzzing if I'm wrong. But I, I just. I'm nervous. I would be nervous and. I think the lack of striker could cost us, and uh, you know we can't always mm. rely on Jake Bidwell to elbow somebody in the box. I mean, you, you, what you have just done there, though, you have saved yourself from being a potential meme at the end of this. Yeah, yeah or that. What's that um, account? The EFL. One. Oh yeah. Out of context, the EFL. Yeah, that one. Gives me like yeah. Didn't Bish end up on there? That was that was funny. I actually yeah. ended up on there. I thought <laughs> Thomas Frank. I know you're joking. I actually ended up. Did you? Yeah. Oh well. Um yeah, I'm saying Brentford two one, okay? So no one meme me. You can meme me all you want if it's wrong and we win. I don't care then. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Brentford probably got a little bit more well thirty goal striker, I mean he just needs to show up to me, so Lee yeah. Uh I think Brentford as well. Um I'll stick with her and go on one nil better. It's just yeah. written in the stars. What I want to know is obviously Bennett is probably like the old school guy in our thing. Like he's the typical black boots tucked in shirt. What's his celebration going to be like? Do you reckon he celebrates at all? I just no, think everyone jumps on him. I reckon, he's, I reckon he's the kind of guy who would put the ball in a 3 0 and still pick the ball off the net and put it back to the center spot. Let's just get on with it. He'll be screaming at someone for not getting back quick enough yeah. to the like, I think they'll all just jump on him and he'll just be like pushing them off, like, come on. <laughs> I, I hope, but I really hope Ben is that kind of guy who's like playing us all season. He's got a shirt tucked in, black boots, but there's like a backflip as a celebration. I really <laughs> hope he's that kind of just guy. Just pulls out like oh. a cartwheel 360 backflip and then a roly poly all in one leg. Just releases like his inner nanny or something, do you know what I mean? Just and then pulls a hamstring in the process. <laughs> And then and then he untucks the shirt just to go really mad. He just untucks yeah, the or shirt. Or he takes it off. That game. will be his celebration. Oh. He untucks his shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's untucked. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like when, uh, do you remember when we had that Mesa and apparently he was only going to shave if he got a Spain call up? Yeah, Rocky Mesa. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I still stand by, I still stand by, if Rocky Mesa was in a Brendan Rodgers or Michael Laudrup team, we would have seen a different player. 100% yeah, agree with definitely. that. There's no, there's a reason why a Champions League team bought him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course there is. Like uh, I, we we signed him from Las Palmas, wasn't it? It was Las Palmas. Yeah. You look at his stats that season, like Iniesta and Xavi were basically saying like Barca should sign him, and then we ended up getting him. I don't know what Paul Clement done, but like when he signed, I was like that. That's gotta be like. I think, it, I think it was Hugh Jenkins uh, more than Clement. That's why it was oh, a wrong but, signing. So, and we had him for what five months? I think he went on loan to Sevilla the following January. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, well, that was that was a bit of a letdown. So it was Sanchez. I think Sanchez, if he was under Loudable Rogers, we would have seen yeah, that. Same. Yeah. I, I actually think Sanchez started playing well when, um, what's his name, Carvajal came in. But then he got injured in a cup game, didn't he? Like against Wolves or something? Notts County, I think it was, wasn't it? Oh, Notts County. But he actually started showing bits of, like, he had such a rough season up to that point where everyone hated him as well at that point. He'd hardly played. He actually showed glimpses of his quality when Carvajal came in, but then it just ended his season essentially when he got injured. Definitely, I, I like. Don't, don't be wrong. It's so much easier to play with Thiago than it is with Sam Klukas. Don't be wrong. It's so much easier when when <laughs> I love when that you picked Sam Klukas. It is, <laughs> but I I do agree. Like Sanchez is one of those players that you can clearly see he had a bit about him. But oh, yeah. you're just in the wrong side. Simple, he, and he didn't want to be here as well. I think was the problem. Um, oh, he didn't. He, yeah. he didn't want to be, you know. But no. he definitely had a bit about him. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It was. It's. It's one of them where he's always going to go down as a bit of a meme. But he's definitely not the worst player to play in a Swan shirt. However, his time in Swansea might be one of the worst. Mm. Who, who? That's that's a question. But there, who would be your like worst player in a Swan shirt that I've seen? Like since I've been Just, watching them. In um, general. Oh my god! My god! There's, there's a couple in there. There's like Frank Tabanu. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name. Uh, Dwight Tiendali. Oh, he's, he's alright. He's alright, Tiendali, man. He's alright. He was alright the first season. I, when we re-signed him, he was awful. He was awful. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, um, going back a bit, what about someone like Ian Craney who just couldn't score at all back in League like, next to Masitas like, every week? I, I remember like when we first moved to the Liberty and we said Kevin Amanqua and I was like, Jesus, oh, this is right back, like, you know, I was like, No way. But like there's ah oh, what was that Greek centre back we saw when we first went up? And then he came on. Did he play one game? Yeah, came on because he oh, did two. Yeah. Maraz, Van Van Geller's Maraz or something like that. Oh yeah, that's him. He came on against Wolves, conceded two and we never saw him again. Yeah, that's him. Bloody hell. Was that in the game against Wolves <laughs> where we like played a weird formation and Orlandi played as Cam. Yeah, and we went two in the lap as well. Like, I think it was like three four all or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah and that, that was it. <laughs> Mini came on. Doris de Vries played for them in that game, do you think? I was thinking of, um, do you remember Emnes? Emnes, who played oh, with Gomez. Oh. He wasn't remember? that bad though, he was all right. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I, Marvin Emnes will always hold a special place for me because yeah. of that Cardiff winner. Like, he'll always yeah. hold a special place. But, <laughs> you know, when you have like Ngog and Schechter as well. Oh, Ngog, that's Ngog one. Ngog is up there, definitely. Was just Schechter tech. and Vasquez. 
Vasquez is another. I also one. had um, tweets on my from my time hop come up talking about how bad Montero was. <laughs> I don't know if anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> phases, but he was awful. Just ranting about Montero if, like four times in a row. <laughs> if Montero's hamstrings weren't basically made of cheese, he'd, he'd be a world beater. Uh, and on his day, he was ripping. On, on his day, like Montero. Carlin like, Chambers is still having nightmares. Yeah, literally. Oh, like, Jan Matt as well. We played Newcastle home. Like he ripped yeah. it. Jan Matt got two yellows in the first half. It was yeah. unbelievable. And Millwall away when we went back down. Oh, back yeah. Gary Matt was back. a good manager. That was. Yeah. When well, yeah. When he when he was yeah when he was good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Montero, I, I did you actually put that? I did, I had some. <laughs> Well, how many years ago was it? I was at a game. I, I was obviously at the stadium. What? And I was tweeting like, "What did? Why did Montero just do that? What has he done? So he must have done something bad." I don't know. How many years <laughs> ago? About six. Well, I want to know what that game that was. I was probably under like it was the, it was, or I think it was the Arsenal game. Guidelin or something, probably. Don't know. Oh, so it was that 2015, off. so it would have been like Monk Guidelin or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's. The first season under Monk, he was really good. And then second season, probably when all the injuries and that started a little bit more. So perhaps, mm. perhaps that was, uh, he was coming back from injury and just not interested in the game at that point. So there was <laughs> there was periods it, like that. Periods, yeah. It was a shame with Montero because like for 70 minutes, he would like ruin someone and then the 70th minute would turn up and he'd be injured for six months. Yeah. 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 But he would, he, would always be, he would always be injured over the winter. Yeah. Perfect. Minute pina coladas and this hot hot yeah. sun is out. Uh, hamstring's gone again. It's gone back to Ecuador to uh, <laughs> cover. I'm just gutted that we never saw more of him in that uh, season in the championship because can you imagine him and Dan James on the wings with McBurney in the middle? Like um, that would have been insane for this league. If if you had the like top of his game Dan James and a top of his game Montero on the wings, that's like probably the best wingers in the league. Bearing in mind as well, last season we had Selena, who was quite good behind them. Uh, we had Narsing yeah. on the bench that season. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen more of him. I, yeah. what, what, it, I, I don't even think Narsing exists. Like, is, I don't know what about him? He was on the that bench was every game and never came on. You know, remember Porter brought him on once in a random game and everybody was just like shocked. Yeah, because everyone was like, there's someone in his contract, if he, get, if he plays a game, they're going to have to give him money. <laughs> and then like something like March or April, he just brought him on. It was like, what's he done? Is this like a <laughs> F you to the owners because they didn't spend in January? It's like... I, I honestly reckon that's what it was. I reckon Porter didn't... I reckon Porter wanted to spend the money, didn't have it, so we made the owners actually spend money and give money. Yeah. Where do we sign from? PSV, was it? Was it PSV? Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think he's, he's that Dutch international. I think we definitely didn't get the best out of Narsing. Yeah. But it, it falls back into the Sanchez and Mesa thing. You put them in like an earlier Premier League side, they probably would have ripped it apart. But they all, mm-hmm. like, yeah. same with Abraham, and they all joined at the wrong time. Yeah. So yeah, we had some decent <laughs> signings, just not the right signings like for Paul Clement yeah. I guess and maybe that's the issue that the manager just did not suit the team and done a job I, to I, us I, up, uh... I do think regardless who we signed that season anyway, we, we would have gone down the minute we lost Sigurdsson and Lorente yeah. Jack, yeah. Jack Coco was a big one for me Jack Coco yeah. was a big one they signed too many midfielders and just had to get rid of one and he was like oh sorry Jack yeah, wrong decision there captain at the time as well wasn't he <laughs> yeah I think so 
Also, I know we're really, really, really off topic now, but I'm just thinking about, um, I've just been thinking about Selena and wondered whether he could have actually been quite beneficial this season now. Do you know back, how Selena's season's gone this season? Yeah. Uh, what's happened? The, uh, <laughs> Dijon have not had the most spectacular year, which is the club oh, that he yeah. went to. Um, they finished bottom of League One. <clears throat> they won three games all year. They finished oh, with a goal gee. difference of minus 45. That's like worse than Sheffield United. 18 points. Okay, so yeah. maybe not then, but in my head, I just had a moment of thinking about him and about how he offered quite a lot of like creativity, midfield yeah, vibe. De- definitely missed that type of player, didn't we? I'm, 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 I'm going to throw it out there, right? And I understand he's gone on loan because of his injury, but I think Bayer still offers a lot to this. Yeah, side. I agree. I think we missed we missed the trick. Well, I don't really know why we sent him away. I think we've missed him since January. We've missed like a bit of a spark. There's been issues. Yeah. We've needed rotation. Garrick as well. I'm, I'm not Garrick. too convinced on Garrick. 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 Not convinced. No. I don't know. Maybe after this, but maybe 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 it was the right decision to send. Do you know him how away. he's done that, Swindon? Apparently, well, he scored a few goals. Has he? Maybe that'll Garrett. do him good then. Garrett, like a swap right? With... There's, there's a funny fact for you, right? I can't remember what game was for Swindon, but Garrick played centre back. What? Oh, wait. Garrick lined up in a back three. He's a winger, no? We used not, him once as, as a wing, wing back. back. Not as a wing back. He played in a back three as a centre back. Well, I mean, I guess you've got to credit the commitment to just. No, I'm play. not being funny. When I found that out, he can play a winger, a striker. A wing back and a centre back. Huh. That's quite versatile. That is, that, is, that is versatile. I think if we're in the championship next season, I wouldn't mind him getting reintroduced into the squad. We definitely need more pace. pace. We definitely yeah, need more pace. Yeah. But I think if we go up, we need a bit of he's pace. not going to be in the team. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's like Asura was another weird one, wasn't it? But um, I do agree with you, Byers. I think there's definitely. Like Horahan has had question marks over him, and I just think like Byers wouldn't have done any worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, also we've we've all really underrated Horahan. What if he comes through with the winner? Imagine. I, I, I don't necessarily dislike I him. I just like what Byers so gives that... us and has given us, and maybe suits the team better is the big thing here. Yeah. I think that's the reason he would know how to play in the system, know the players, whereas Horahan is maybe still learning it, and maybe that's why we haven't seen. The best of him, but I say the best yeah. of him. He scored a few goals, doesn't he? But in terms of like maybe when the going gets tough and he's gone missing compared to the other midfielders, I think Byers gets stuck yeah. in a little bit more. He does have a tackle in him as well. Yeah, Horahan as well. Like he's he's also been promoted via the playoffs with Villa and actually scored in a playoff semi final with Villa. Yeah, big game well. player. Yeah, it was a good goal. Yeah, so I'm hoping sure. like he's like a. Stephen Darby reincarnated. Oh, God. Like, Can you remember him? He was like every year in the playoffs. Turn up. Yeah. It was it Blackpool? Bobby. Yeah, Blackpool. Blackpool player. Yeah. Off the player. My favourite player of all time, Darby. Like, easy. I okay. absolutely love the man. Has anyone actually like got his number? Any chance we can pass over? Get him on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. Do it. Get that's your mission, boys. Get hold of Stephen Darby. Yeah, I would seriously have like stage fight. I would just. Like, <laughs> uh, hi, 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 Mr. Darby, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I was getting cliffed as well. <laughs> On that note, 
I think it's uh, probably a good time to end it now, coming up to uh, 10 o'clock. So it's been a good video, though. I'll get this one up on probably YouTube tomorrow. We'll get both this and the one with Ben on Spotify later in a week. Uh, two Thanks. two podcasts in like one week. I know, crazy. But um, So don't forget to follow us on Twitter. is our most active social media. We also have Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. We're on... 299 so one to get to 300 but we really want to keep pushing i know one one to get 300 we really want to keep pushing to get to like 500 and then our main target is a thousand as that helps boost the channel a little bit more after that point so any support we really appreciate you so far and anyone watching if you are still here would appreciate you clicking that red button um and obviously always engage in a comment so comments are usually quite active so we're happy with that and we love interacting back uh, with you as well. I just want to say thanks to Lee for joining once again and also our guests. Well, I say guests, but uh, you know, you've been your regular at this point, but Amy and <laughs> Jordan, it's always welcome, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely it's been, it's been a, good, a good chat. Uh, been a, I've enjoyed this one. Yeah, we've, so. we've covered all bases, I think. It's been really yeah. good. We'll see yeah, what happens we've next been, week. We've and then... gone above all in this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have a summer of talking crap, I'm sure, ahead of us now. Then. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to figure something out, get a topic and just talk some uh, rubbish. Sounds but, good uh, to me. Thanks again, guys. And on that note, I shall see you next time. So have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, you take care, all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for watching. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the video, to click the like button to help us grow. To keep up to date with all of our new uploads, hit the subscribe button and push the bell to ensure you are notified of all of our new videos. As always, engage in the comments and let us know your opinions on what we discussed today. And if you want to support us directly, check out our new merch where you can find some awesome sponsor-related t-shirts. Sports Social Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.